For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. It's Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. I don't think we have any podcast housekeeping at the start here, other than the fact that we're going to try to fix the uh, <laughs> the logo that comes up for this on your stream. Is it still getting progressively smaller? <laughs> By the end, it's like, what is there? It was just blue. Yeah. Would be something, though, if like just a shade of blue was enough to brand you. That would be impressive. That's successful branding. If you're like, just I know that blue. Yep. I know exactly what that blue is. No kidding. Uh, On today's podcast, we're going to piss cast. We're going to talk about someone who's spying on corn. That'll make sense. (laughs) Your big summer plans. It's sunburn season. A game that you probably played as a kid that the kids are still playing. We look into the history of it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a bit about stress and its effect on your body. Something that happened to my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law in Mexico. A banging new Terry Festival that was just announced. Oh my God, is it ever. You're out of context clip of the show. The poor lifeguard was trying to whistle to tell them to stop, and they were—they did not care. They were into it, and they were like, okay, we don't care. The whistle, it does nothing. Doesn't matter. Green. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Got a couple of new Fortune 500 businesses. Yeah, we do. Local businesses with great puns in their names. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one comes from front of the show, Colin. Describes himself as a proud Venus head. The he Venus hens are the... Thank you for that. Fans of our podcast yes. call themselves Venus heads. Mm-hmm. Uh there's an electrical company in town, and he's sit next to their van. He was sat next to their van, and the company is called Circuit Soleil. It's good, very clever. Like Cirque du Soleil, uh, but yeah, Circuit Soleil. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is good. I like that. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Colin. There was also said Colin. There was also a vehicle parked in my neighborhood yesterday for a fireplace company, and they were doing some work on this house. And the company is called Hearth and Home. Hmm. And that one, I was thinking, not as good. You know, I, I get it. I get it, of course. It's a play on heart and home. But that's not like such a well-known saying that no. it like immediately springs to mind that it'll get a big reaction. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I get where they're I get where they're going with that, but... I think you and I probably could have done a lot better. Yeah. With a play on the, on the word hearth. It's funny because hearth looks like hearth too, like it's spelled like that way, which also is everything about it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, hearth, wind, and fire. That's how. Yeah. That's how it looks, right? Heaven but on hearth. Yeah. It is actually hearth. It's hearth. Yeah. So I was thinking like hearth Vader. Oh, that's good. Total eclipse of the hearth. Yeah. Closer to the hearth. These are all much better, actually. Brett the Hitman Hearth. That one, I'm sure there's probably some licensing issues with. Although, you know, in Calgary, that would fly. That would be great. If you can't just take a man's name if he's not involved with it, right? I'm not going to lie. I forgot how to pronounce hearth, so I came up with all of them for hearth (laughs) instead. So that's what I've got for you. 
For all the well, give us some of those. All the then. people <laughs> just give us. You put the legwork in. Give us some of those. Down to earth. <laughs> I was like, you're being very quiet over there. It's earth shattering. Salt of the hearth. The hearth canal. That's I'm a big fan of that the one. Hearth canal. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Earth Day Happy to you. I'm Mother Earth. It's Earth Ledger. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go home and think about what I've done here. Okay? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I'm not sure if you saw this, Beckler, but this festival was just announced called Hellfest. 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 And this is the festival to end all festivals when it comes to what Terry will love. Okay, this is the pinnacle of Terry festivals. Like the lineup is unbelievable. Better than that show happening up in Edmonton. Oh my god! In the fall. Oh that yeah. Big Terry fest up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's happening in France, which is also oh, interesting. French Terry's. French Terry's. Terry's. The Terry's. Terry's with a th. And the dots. <laughs> There's no way making that Cigarettes. sound French. That's Terry's. Uh, yes, but I just, can I just read this off to you? Because honestly, like Terry is going to be How the much most does it rank, rock? Oh my God, it rocks Does it rock so a much. lot? Okay. Rocks so hard, okay. Volbeat. <laughs> Strong start, yeah, they rock. You. Monster they, Magnet. They rock. Okay, Five Finger Death Punch. Oh my God, they rock. Don't they ever, Scorpions. Rocks. White Snake. They rock. Deftones. They rock. Megadeth. McKenna was talking to her sister yesterday, and she and her husband just got back from Mexico, and they have a little one-year-old girl. It was the first time they'd gone away without her, and they made the same mistake that we made on our last trip to Mexico three years ago. Oh, no. Last week was spring break in the United States. Yep, that's a mistake. (laughs) I mean, unless you... Sorry, not a mistake. Uh, For some people, if you want to get blackout drunk and party like you're... Like you're 19 again, yeah. So she said their resort was just packed with university-aged kids who were there to tear it up. Holy, I've seen some of the the visuals of... (laughs) of, And they are parents in their 30s, right? Yeah, okay. Not quite... Not quite the same. Quite the speed you're looking for. That's. Yeah. I mean, we did the same thing. It was three mm-hmm. years ago. We went to Mexico with McKenna's dad. Oh. And we got there and we're like, uh-oh. Like, this is an insane party. Yeah. And, like, I, I felt too old to be there. And not left on McKenna's dad in his 60s. That's and so, so funny. So they, like, they to give you an idea of how wild it was, so one day there was a phone party. Because, of, of course, there was a phone party. There's right? always and a phone party. To be fair, there's always a phone party in Mexico. Always okay? a phone party. Always, yeah. So they went to it just to see well, what it was up. And yeah. said they were in the middle of the pool, and there was one guy who, and I won't get too graphic here, but he had a girl up on his shoulders, mm. except she was facing the other way. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say that again. She was on his shoulders, Amazing. facing the other way. Yeah, and uh, you can fill the rest in with your imagination. And they said the lifeguard was blowing the whistle at them, just like blowing the whistle like crazy, trying care. to get it to stop, and they yep. weren't stopping. No. To be <laughs> fair, like, that, that happened to me in Vegas as well. It was the same thing where there were a couple people that were. I don't know what they were doing in the pool, and the the poor lifeguard was trying to whistle to tell them to stop, and they were they did not care. They were into it, and they were like, "Okay, we don't care." The whistle, it does nothing. Doesn't matter. Creed, 
Yeah. Tweet, stop that. Nope. <laughs> In those scenarios, whistles are doing <laughs> zero. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. My parents were visiting my sister this past weekend, and I was debating going at one point, but wound up it was just too expensive and too busy, and I couldn't make it happen. But my sister texted me on Sunday, and she said, thank God you didn't come because we all got super sick. And mm. I guess every one of them got some sort of norovirus that spread viciously around the entire place so every part of my family got this really sick nasty like from both ends kind of deal oh yeah well, yeah i'm glad you didn't get that so i i was like you know i was kind of sad not to be there but not not so much <laughs> anymore i have to be honest with you but it's funny because getting sick on vacation just seems to be something that happens and yeah I, I don't know what it is it's almost like your body like leading up to vacation you're always busy right And you're trying to get ahead of things before you go away and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and it's almost like you're so focused that you don't get sick and then the minute you relax your body's just like oh oh you are gonna relax well i'm gonna show you how to relax and it just takes you out kind of the same reason i find i'm often sick at christmas yeah it's because yeah there's it's, the lead up to it and yeah. then all the stress of it and then you're like okay it's christmas we can just chill and your body's like yeah yeah no I'm going to get sick now. Like, is there, <laughs> I mean, this is just anecdotal from us, but is there any sort of studies on that? Because it, it seems to happen. Like, it really does. And it always really sucks because, of course, you're you're so excited and so amped up to, quote, unquote, relax and go on your vacation. And then you get there and it's like, mm-mm, nope. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, is there is there evidence to suggest it? Because you're right. Anecdotally, it sure seems to be a thing. It does. Like, even I can tell if I go through a stressful period for whatever reason. Yep. And I'm like, I will be sick next week because 100%. of this. Like, I can feel it. Yeah. You can feel your yourself getting run down. Yep. And, and I guess maybe that's just what it is, right? As you run yourself down, mm-hmm. and especially leading up to vacation. I mean, my dad used to run his own company. And before we'd go on vacation, he'd be up for three nights <laughs> straight, basically trying to get ahead, right? And then he gets there and he gets sick. Well, no kidding. Some vacation, hey, you just kill yourself the week before. He would. And, then... and he'd spend the first day in vacation in bed normally, just trying <laughs> to sleep sucks. and catch up. Like, But he, you know, that's what he wanted to do for the family, obviously. But man, that sucks. Yeah. I've had jobs like that, too. When I was a music director, like, it was so much work. People don't, like, appreciate the amount of work that, like, Matt Berry has to do here. I know. Until you've done it. And I yep. remember, like, I didn't even really want to go on vacation because the week before was so stressful. Even just leading that, into long weekends. Yeah. 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 All the work you have just amounts because Getting you have that music extra ready. day. And, yeah. You know, and I, I, I really do believe that, like, stress is one of the absolute worst things for our bodies. Yep. Like, and I'm talking about real stress, too. Like, I don't have a lot of real stress in my life. You know, like, my biggest stress right now is do I buy a house in this market or do I wait? Yeah. You know? It's a, it's a good problem to have, but yeah. I'm talking like real stress. People who don't know, you know, where the next paycheck is coming from or people who have like health concerns that are causing addition. Like, I, I think know. that can kill you early. I, I really do because you do can too. feel it. It yep. feels like there's a disease in you. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's it's about your mind, right? Like it gets it into your mindset and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden your whole body reacts to that. Like it's just, yeah, I'm stressed in one way. Well, I'm going to be stressed in a whole bunch of yeah, other ways. We're going to shut down here just yeah. so you have to slow down type it's thing. Yeah. V and S in 20 minutes or less. That's exactly what happened to me because of my job. I ended up, I couldn't walk. Oh, Jesus. I ended up with a labral tear in my hip, which you can't get except for by a motor vehicle accident, and I never got in one. What? I was so stressed out. What yeah, was your job? I ended up oil and gas, working for a pipeline company, and okay. it was like five solid years of like, you're going to get laid off every day. Crazy. Like, you're going to get laid off. 
You're going to get late. And yeah, and I, I couldn't walk. I was off work for six months. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. And I'm, I'm out of it now. It almost was going to kill me. My mental health. I was so screwed from it. I'm out. I'm done. Good. That's good. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, I don't think any amount of money at that point is worth no. putting yourself through that. You know, even no. my mom retired last fall and the last couple of years of her job was in, she had so much stress. And my dad's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're you're a cancer survivor. You shouldn't be putting yourself no. through this. Right. So. No. No, yeah, it's just, a job. No, just and retire. Like, like. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm in oil and gas. I wasn't saving lives. Like, there was no reason I should have been that stressed out. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's just a job. So, yeah. But let me just tell you what I'm doing now. Just let me just tell you a happy story. Now I'm doing pet sitting from my house. <laughs> and I'm a pet sitter. And that's, that's what awesome. I'm doing now. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's told, a, that's a great. Know? That will do the opposite, right? Now you get yeah. to deal with pets who are uh, the opposite yeah. of stressful. That's awesome. Yeah, and I feel like I'm healing now, and I actually feel like like good finally after a long time. So yeah. I'm, so, I'm guessing, thank goodness. I'm guessing smaller paychecks, but way better quality of life. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And awesome. I'm just I'm just making it work. I'm just gonna figure it out. I'm not stressing about it. I'm just gonna make it work. Awesome. It's just, I'm finally doing good, and I'm finally happy, and yeah, and it's just so much fun. BNS in 20 minutes or less. My sons, Bo and Brigham, we were all sitting in the living room yesterday, and they said the same word at the same time, and then they both said jinx. Oh, and I was like, "Classic." well, the kids are still playing the jinx game. That's good to know. I'm glad it's still here. And you know my fascination with these things that like spread far and wide before the internet. Yep. Right? We talked about the punch buggy game. Mm-hmm. We talked about the jinx game. How did the jinx game work in Brampton, where you grew up? What were the rules? Okay, so if you said the same word at the same time, then the one person who yells jinx first is then they hold the power, yep. right? The other person has to shut the hell up until the jinxie says their name. Right. Okay. Oh, says released. their name. That's yes. how it works. Okay. So I asked Bo how his version worked, and he okay, said, so, "Like if I like let's do something at the exact same time, we're gonna say, um, okay, let's go. Ready? Wait, what are we gonna say at the same time? We're gonna say, um, let's say TV. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. TV. TV. Jinx. And now you can't talk until I say, Daddy, your name. You just have to say my name once. Yeah." Okay. But it has to be the person who jinxed you. If it's a different person, it doesn't count. So Brigham's, Brigham can't free me from the jinx then? Yeah. It has to be you? Yeah. Well, I like jinx, jinx, jinx. So is it the same? That's how it worked for you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then if you spoke out, out of turn, then you owe the other person a Coke. That was a Coke jinx, right? It was a Coke jinx. Yeah. yeah. Everyone knows these rules. How? Like, the internet wasn't around. How did everybody know this back then? I looked into this and I was like, did it, was it on a show? Like, how did we, and it's, it turns out like, so the word jinx is, is very old. It goes back to the 1800s and there are, there are a few different fictional characters named jinx that were associated with like curses or okay, spells I was going like to say, that. that's what I would assume. Yeah. But the jinx game itself, like the earliest reference I could find to it, there's a mention of it being played in Ireland in 1905. Wow. But in that version, you had to name three poets to free yourself. So it was back, back when everybody was into poetry. Yeah, poetry was way bigger so, back then, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a big thing back then. The other thing is, apparently it's played by children from many different cultures and languages. So it seems to have like sprung up organically in different parts of the world. I just thought of a conspiracy though. You know how everybody knows the Yomi a Coke thing? Yeah. I almost wonder if it was Coke. Well, that was the was question that I, I came across in some of my research. People said, was this a campaign by Coke to like promote coca-cola to sell more coca and there doesn't seem to be any evidence of that but i just thought it was so weird that like it exists in other languages too yeah which also sort of suggests that if there are alien civilizations out there 
they have a version of the Jinx game too. They could be doing like Coke Jinx on other planets. Wow. They have Coke on other planets? <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Well, it's that magical time for Canadians right now. It's time for the first sunburns of the season. <laughs> oh, they're going to be out in full force for sure. Every year. Oh, every year. Every single year. Yeah. Like within the next couple of weeks, I will get a sunburn. Me too. And then, and then I'll post a picture of it on Instagram like it's the first time it's happened. No, it happened last year too. This is just a friendly mm. reminder to dawn sunscreen, okay, as we aren't we aren't quite used to the sunlight anymore here as Canadians. We aren't. And I mean, it happens anytime like any of us go to a tropical place. Yes. You just underestimate how strong the sun is and how pale we really are. Yep. And it happens in the spring here. Yes. Like you said, every, every single year. You think we'd learn our lessons. You think we would. But we don't. No. It's spring in the Northern Hemisphere. The sunburn is coming out of hibernation for the first time this season. Skin will undergo a remarkable transformation from blinding white to beet red. It is most prominent in the northernmost regions of the continent and preys on the palest of the species. Each year, exuberant individuals forget the lessons of the previous spring and find themselves burned once again. This is a warning to never fall asleep in direct exposure to sunlight, or the sunburn will be after you next. VNS in 20 minutes or less. Inspired by the nice weather yesterday, Shauna. Yes. Do you think we could talk big summer plans? Oh, yeah. So Every year. Every year I make a lot of big summer plans. So do I, and some of them are outrageous. Like, they're things that I'm not going to do, but I talk about it like I am, you well, know? For me, it's things that you could legitimately do, but... I always forget how few weekends yes. there truly are in the summer, and they're yes. all gone. Like this, I don't even want to look because it's actually depressing when you start count- counting and seeing how many of the weekends are already taken up. And you're like, never mind. There's essentially 10 weekends in the summer, I yep. think. If you go from, say, start of June to, am I doing the math right? No. no well, I'm depending wrong. on when when, you- when school ends for the kids yeah. to, like, when it starts again, there's like 10 weekends. And you're right. You're going to have probably have, like couple weddings in there maybe that sort yep. of thing like weekends that are already eaten up yep and then you know weather will affect a couple others and before you know it you're out of weekends two so. weekends are going home to see my parents so like that's yep. that half of them are accounted for because i have three weddings in that so there we go five five down five weekends gone already and you haven't made any plans haven't yet. made any plans you haven't made any plans yeah. you know what like every year i'll be like you know we should drive all the way to the yukon and camp the whole way and then like i'm not, I'm not gonna do that right like it's it's well, this, I don't it, have that kind of... We have finite days off, too, right? So Yeah. For four years now, I've talked about going to Whitehorse for that 24-hour slow-pitch tournament, yeah. which I still legitimately... I talked about it again this year. I really want to do it. Probably not going to happen. Probably not going to happen this no. year either, hey? Mm-hmm. Or I'll be like, we should rent a rooftop party and have a big outdoor concert. I'm not, not going to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. So maybe like more realistic big summer plans, Shauna? Okay. Can you give me like, I don't know. New top top five big summer plans. What do you got? Yep. What do you got? Okay. Uh, take downhill mountain biking lessons. Are you going to do that this year? Yeah, I'm going to do that this year. It just it, that's one weekend, but I'm gonna it's going to happen. Okay, yeah. that's a good one. Uh, I just want to get a good camping trip in. I want to do an overnight hike if yep. I could, and I think we got plans for a couple of those this year already penciled in. So, I want to go on a boozy bike tour. A boozy bike tour. Whether yeah. it's a one of the wine tours, like through in the Okanagan or somewhere, or if it's just honestly just the pedal bike. I wanted. I haven't done the pedal bike or yet. Or even the so. breweries around here. Yeah. Like just bike to the breweries. Yeah, just go and that, that's it. See, yeah. and that's doable. That can be last minute. Exactly. You can pick a nice day. Yes, it's true. Right? I want to have all of our friends over for a big barbecue because it's been a 
you know, a few years where that hasn't been the easiest thing to do because of COVID. So that's fair. Big yeah. barbecue in the backyard. Uh, I'm going to go catch a Jays game. Nice. Yeah. I'm going home to visit my parents anyway. I do every year and I'm going to go with and now I can again. So exciting to go catch a Jays game. Very nice. Mm-hmm. This year we want to buy river floating supplies as opposed uh, to renting them. Like buy mm-hmm. a decent inflatable dinghy. I was going to say that Take as well. The river float. River float. We're going to get a happen. river float in there, right? Yep. Yep. Was it last year or the year before when our river float was canceled because of the smoke? Because you forget, too, that smoke will get you Beckler, at some I, point in the summer. I think that was three years ago now, but this is how time has flown, okay? But yeah, that was going to be mine as well as the river float. These Simple are reasonable things. big yes. summer plans. I think they're not even that big. Yeah. These are the big summer plans. Yeah. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Do they up the price of mini eggs? I'm sure they do, just like everything else. Just like yeah. everything else, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing new. But I kind of have a mental index in my head for how much a bag of mini eggs should cost, mm. the big bag. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a good deal. That's not a good deal. I can find it cheaper somewhere else. Um, and I've had trouble finding them at what I would consider to be a good price. In fact, I saw them for more expensive than I have ever seen before. So mm. I wouldn't be shocked. Is yeah. there a chocolate shortage? I mean, no, but this is the supply t- the supply chain issues, Beckler. <laughs> are some supply chain issues, so we got up the price. Are they having trouble finding the, the elves who make them? The gas prices are so them? expensive. So yeah, yeah. The bunnies who plop out the eggs—they yeah. just are not. They're not keeping up. Because those things are otherworldly. I know how good they are. Oh yeah, it's the best um, chocolate in the world. I yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think it's like for half of it, it's like it's the mouth feel, isn't it? It's the way the shell cracks in your mouth. Yep. The chocolate is delicious, of course, it's but it's the it's a full experience, really. It's always tied to my birthday because we've talked about this before, but they used to only come out right around yeah. now, which is around my birthday, and so it would signify a very exciting time in my life. You could only get mini, mini eggs, eggs and my birthday. Cadbury cream eggs at Easter, and then they're like, yep. people like these, let's go year-round with yeah, them. So, which was smart. Yeah, but I just kind of assumed they would make the bag smaller and keep the price the same, but... They That's did kind that of what too, everybody else does. Well. They changed the bags. It's a new design this year. I noticed that. We were in the Easter candy section at the store the other day, and I noticed that there's a, you know, like the solid chocolate bunnies? Yeah. Like the, whatever, the two pound chocolate bunny, the straight chocolate. Yep. There's a brand of chocolate bunny called Mr. Solid. Yeah, I've seen that. I think I've had a Mr. Solid before. You've had a Mr. Solid? I've had a Mr. Solid. That's the funniest name, and there's this goofy bunny smiling back at you. There's also a Mr. Mr. Cookie and a Mr. Munchie. Is there? Yeah. There's all kinds of those. Yeah. I don't know why I find Mr. Solid to Mr. be so funny. Mr. Solid. It's my nickname in high school, Mr. Solid. Okay. <laughs> sure it was. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I was grocery shopping yesterday and I stumbled across niblets. Do you know what a niblet is? I don't. I mean, there's I a mountain called the niblet. Yeah, I didn't BC. either. I was looking at this and I was like, what is a niblet? It was in the frozen vegetable aisle as well and I was just staring at this I'm like I don't even want to look at the picture I want to just imagine what I think a niblet is but it turns out that it's uh it's just corn it's corn kernels they call them niblets green giant they I guess trademarked this and then people kind of generically just say fresh corn kernels are niblets so there you go learned something today uh when I was learning all that though I learned of a conspiracy that I'd never heard of as well regarding a corn spy a corn spy a corn spy uh, so this is a bit different in our other conspiracies in that this man was actually sentenced, but he goes so by... this actually happened? This actually happened, and he uh, goes by Mo. He's a man who moved to Iowa to spy on the cornfields in Iowa, and he wanted to find out how the farms grew their corn. So he was actually digging around in various farms in Iowa, stealing the seeds, and then sending them back to a lab in Hong Kong to be studied 
so that they could try and replicate the corn's genetic properties. Ooh, I was going to say, who is he spying for? Yeah. There's a company based in Hong Kong. It is. And apparently this happens all the time, and I had no idea. But I guess it happens with rice as well. But the corn spy actually purchased five different farms in Iowa to try and disguise what he was doing just to make it look more legitimate like he was actually there farming himself. And he got caught in the cornfields, like, digging through. And they were like, <laughs> hmm, you're actually trying to steal this recipe. And they found him and sentenced him. I feel like it'd be tough to catch someone in a cornfield. That's exactly it. The fact that they caught him is insane. Like that, And that's why he bought all these other farms is to kind of surround himself and... Yeah, I mean, that's why we put mazes in cornfields. Exactly. That's why the aliens and signs came to Mel Gibson's Mm cornfield. That's why it's always so mysterious when these weird signs do happen in Uh cornfields, right? Because it's like, well, no one can see you doing it. How did that happen? He got caught. But he was was bad at corn spying, too. Big Colonel caught him, okay? (laughs) That's what happened. Big Corn Spy big is corn. now in jail, and Big Corn <laughs> caught him. The BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. Today we feature one of the youngest Calgary-born entrepreneurs, and it's not often you can talk about a billionaire from your home city, but that's exactly what Garrett Camp is, thanks in part due to a company you certainly know, Uber. Garrett Camp was born in Calgary, and not only was he raised here, but he also attended the University of Calgary for his post-secondary education. Garrett got a Bachelor of Science in Electrical Engineering in 96, and then followed that up with a Master of Science in Software Engineering. This is when Garrett embarked on his first entrepreneurial venture in a company called StumbleUpon. It was essentially a search engine that was personalized by recommending things based on data about the user's interests. Very similar to how Facebook feeds and targeted ads operate today. StumbleUpon took off and the business, along with Garrett himself, relocated to Silicon Valley. In 2007, eBay purchased StumbleUpon for $75 million, and although Camp still ran it at this time, he actually bought it back two years later to regain more freedom and flexibility. A couple of years later, Camp and his partner, Travis Kalanick, became interested in ride-sharing, and this was when Uber was born. In 2010, Uber was launched in the San Francisco area, and as I'm sure you know, expanded globally from there. At one point, Uber was the highest-valued private startup in the world. Although it's had some rocky periods, it's still a powerhouse company operating in over 10,000 cities with revenue north of $17 billion. And Garrett isn't finished yet either, starting a cryptocurrency known as Eco in 2018 and a global network of entrepreneurs known as Expa prior to that. Expa has raised more than $1 billion in funding for various ventures. Although this seems like a lot of money, in August of last year, Garrett's personal wealth was estimated at $3.4 billion and he ranked 655th on the Forbes list of wealthiest people. It all began right here in Calgary. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.